by morning I wake up to find the power and comfort of God's hand in mine. Season by season I watch him amazed in awe of the Happy Thursday. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio, and I'm Janice. I'm your host to 1 o'clock, bringing you programming designed with ladies in mind. Rachel Smith with that song, He's Always Been Faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. We've got a lot going on around here at Faith Music Radio. We will be, we are in the midst of our early bird registration for the Faithful Ladies Staycation. The Faithful Ladies Staycation this year is April 26th and 27th. Miss Vicki Mutchler will be joining us for that. We want you to join us as well. You can save $5 off the registration fee if you go online, 
faithmusicradio.com and get your get yourself registered for that event. Um, but certainly save the date. And um, and if you know that you know that you know that you're coming, <laughs> I suggest you go ahead and register and save those five dollars. Another thing that we have coming up this week, February the 11th through the 16th, is the I Love faith music radio i love faith music radio campaign and what we're doing is we're asking you listeners you to record either on your phone we're going to give you a special number as well where you can record what you love about faith music radio i love the music of faith music radio i love the programming on faith music radio i love a word of encouragement on faith music radio I love 11 to 1. Whatever it is that you love about Faith Music Radio, we want you to record for us so we can put you on the air and let people know what you love. Just say say your name like I'm Janice Wolf and I love Faith Music Radio. I love the music. It inspires me and encourages me encourages me throughout my day. And so we're going to be asking you to do that um, online February the 11th through the 16th. Again, there'll be several ways you'll be able to get the recordings to us. You can record most of these things on your phone and um, and then upload them to an email and email them to us and for faithmusicradio.com. You can also, we're going to give you a special number to call and you'll be able to call and leave a recording about what you love and we'll be able to um, download that recording and then we'll be able to put those on the air. But um, we're asking you to show your love for faith music radio and let us know you love us and if you love us we we want to know it <laughs> so so we're we're asking you to do that so a lot going on but coming up today during 11 to 1 you'll hear from vicki mutchler on a word of encouragement hearts on fire is her topic for today and then cw today with loretta walker she's been talking um tuesday and wednesday on healthy safe self-image she will feature that again today and tomorrow so this will be a four-day series on having a healthy self-image this is so very important and then it is thursday so silhouettes with missionary sherry house be sure to stay with us for these programs designed with you ladies in mind and since we are going to be in an i love faith music radio campaign beginning february the 11th this sunday i'm going to play a song for you by dan wolf called i heard it first on the radio you're listening to 11 to 1 this is faith music radio jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so and i heard it first on the radio this love of god so rich and strong shall be the saints and angels song and i heard it first on the radio Amazing. 
amazing grace, how sweet the sound, the lost and lonely can be found, and grace can even save a wretch like me. No other love could make a way, no other love my debt could pay. And I heard it first on the radio. Needing refuge for my soul when I had no place to go. And I heard it first on the radio. From a life of wasted years, He gave me peace and calmed my fears, and I heard it first on the radio. Had I not heard, where would I be without this love that lifted me? I was lost and nothing else would help Just as I was without one plea Sweet Jesus came and rescued me And I heard it first on the radio And did my Savior bleed That captive spirits could be freed And I heard it first On the radio My soul has found a resting place Until I meet Him face to face and I heard it first on the radio. I love to tell the story true, and those who know still love it too. Oh, what a precious friend we have in So well, and I heard it first on the radio, and I heard it first on the radio. A Christ-honoring station in the heart of the nation. Faith 1180. Have you been putting off estate planning? 
Every year you say, I'm going to take care of it, and yet it's not done. Why not resolve to take the opportunity to get that done this year and call Sheets, Charles & Charles at 812-476-2762. That's 812-476-2762. Make an appointment and let certified elder law attorney Stephen Charles help you navigate this important part of your financial life. Stephen and Lindsay Charles are professionals and they care. Stop by their office at 4828 Lincoln Avenue right behind Barnes & Noble or give them a call and set up an appointment, 812-476-2762. You'll be glad you did. Tell me the story of Jesus, write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Tell how the angels in chorus Welcome to his birth. Glory to God in the highest. Peace and good tidings to earth. Tell me of Jesus. Tell me again and again. How can I weary? How can I weary of hearing it over again? If on his story, story all of my life, my life depends.
Providence Baptist College, tell me the story of Jesus. Tell it again and again. And that's what we love to do here on Faith Music Radio. Share the good news of Jesus Christ over and over again. I read a thought recently, and I thought it was well worth sharing. Just because someone's, someone plays Beethoven badly doesn't mean Beethoven was a bad composer. Would you agree with me on that? Have you ever been to one of those uh, piano recitals and there's some really good kids playing and but then there's just that one kid he just doesn't get the piano <laughs> so but just because someone plays Beethoven badly it does not mean Beethoven was a bad composer and just because someone lives the Christian life poorly doesn't mean that Jesus isn't worth following God doesn't ask you to be like Christians he asks you to be like Jesus that's a that's a big difference. That's a huge difference, wouldn't you say? The Thart Brothers sing a song called, I Want to Be Just Like My Lord. And with God working in our heart and in our lives, as we yield to the work that he is doing, he molds us and he makes us and he's conforming us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a work of God but we have to be yielded to that work. It's a constant work. It's a working in our lives through Bible reading, through prayer, through going to church and hearing the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God from, from saints who love the Lord. This is how we grow to be more like Jesus each and every day as a Christian. That should be our goal. That should be our purpose. And it starts with yielding to the work that God wants to do in our life. There was a man, his name was Jesus, walked the shores of Galilee. He healed the sick and called the water, made the blind and eyes to see. He raised the dead. He cleansed the leper, and the party set me free. But best of all, he went to Calvary, bled and died for you and me. I want to walk, walk like Jesus. I want to talk, talk like Jesus. I want to be, I want to be just like my Lord. my Lord. I want to help, help my neighbor, my fellow man. My I want my That I could have been with him when he stepped out on the sea and heard him say to Simon Peter, Come, my son, and follow me. Well, soon the dawn will break around us, and his face we shall behold. What a time we'll have together, shouting down the streets of gold. I want to walk, walk like Jesus. I want to talk, talk like Jesus. I want to be, 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 I want
song will set your heart on fire for the Lord. I want to be just like my Lord. That's the Tharp Brothers, three preachers singing that song. I want to be like my Lord. Coming up in just a few minutes, you're going to hear from Vicki Mutchler on a word of encouragement. She's been talking a lot about hearts this month already. And today, hearts on fire. Hearts on fire. And I just happen to have the perfect song just before you get to hear from Miss Vicki. And it's sung by Bruce Fry, and it's called A Fire in My Heart. My friend, do you have a fire in your heart for the Lord and for His work? You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. Be sure to stay right here with Faith. Miss Vicki is right after this song. A little boy runs to hide As he listens they fight Wishing he was older as he hugs his teddy tight. Where can he turn when there's no one to turn to? Lord, help him turn to you. A little girl sits and cries as she tries to decide. A baby lives inside her. She's trying hard to hide Where can she turn when there's no one to turn to? Lord, help her turn to you There's a fire in my heart and it's burning There's a world full of people in so much for me A mother suffers bruises on her shoulders and her arms Suffering in silence in a prison without bars A young man he has everything nice clothes and fancy car Yet nothing seems to satisfy his cold and empty There's a fire in my heart and it's burning There's a world full of people in need How then can I not bring them to Jesus When He's done so much for me 
When I ask why, then this still voice inside whispers, go, bring them to me. How then can I not bring them to Jesus when he's done so much for me? Here's today's word of encouragement from Mrs. Vicki Mutchler. Have you ever had heartburn? <laughs> well, the Bible talks about it in Luke 24, 32. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened up to us the scriptures? A definition of a burning heart would be a heart on fire for God, there are at least three ways to put out a fire. You can pour water on it, you can smother it, or you can neglect to put fuel on it. The same is a, of a burning heart. The Bible says, did not our heart burn within us? Do we a daily open the scriptures and allow him to speak to us? Most of us spend hours with menial tasks and only minutes in God's word. Sometimes we need to reevaluate our priorities. The verse says, while he talked with us by the way, it's got to be time spent. Busyness in our lives may crowd God out along with other priorities and smother that heartburn, if you will. If we neglect God's word and spending time with him in prayer, our hearts will begin to cool. Let's keep our heartburn this year. Let's don't have any of those Prilosec Christians. Let's set our hearts on fire with God. Mrs. Vicki Mutchler is the wife of Pastor Mike Mutchler of Grandview Baptist Church in Beaver Creek, Oregon, where they've ministered together for over 30 years. Word of Encouragement is a production of Faith Music Radio. For additional resources from Mrs. Mutchler and her daily word of encouragement, visit Faith Music Radio online at www.faithmusicradio.com. Word of Encouragement is a production of Faith Music Radio. Let's not have any of those Prilosec Christians. <laughs> we want the heart to burn, don't we? His own sings a song called Remember the Ember. Do you remember when your heart was on fire for the Lord? Do you remember when you had a desire to win souls? Remember the ember, his own. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. Thinking to a time you know When your heart and mind and soul we're thirsty for the Lord, constant in His holy word, hanging on the truth you've heard. You long to know Him more, unashamed to share your faith, and you were unafraid, you were victor every day. The spark that lit the fire that burned in your soul It wasn't long ago Think back to the 
time you would have given all for the sake of the call to be someone's light like a beacon in the night remember Fellowship behind, thrown away your peace of mind. You're cold and wandering. You are not frozen in a place, stranded from His grace. You can rekindle with your faith. Remember the ember, the spark that lit the fire that. Burned in your soul It wasn't long ago Think back to the time you Would have given all For the sake of the call To be someone's light Like a beacon in the night To be someone's light Like a beacon in the night Remember The ember Remember the friends, this is Jonathan Epley, and you're listening to Faith Music Radio. Do you find yourself turning on the news and feeling hopeless? Woke agendas, open borders, inflation due to out-of-control spending, and the list goes on. There is something you can do. Buy from companies that believe what you and I believe. We need to stick together now more than ever, and there has been one company willing to stand with you since 2012. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer the very best nationwide 4G and 5G coverage on all networks. In fact, they use the same towers as the major carriers. Patriot Mobile has service plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, your constitutional rights, the sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responder heroes. Switch to Patriot Mobile now and get free activation with the offer code FMR. That's right, we've teamed up with Patriot Mobile. 
So go to patriotmobile.com backslash FMR. Patriotmobile.com backslash FMR and use the promo code FMR. Hi, I'm Jackie Swartz. I sing soprano and alto with Cecily Hamilton and Friends. I enjoy listening to Faith Music Radio on my phone app in North Carolina. Grace is enough to lead you through the valley. His mercy will uphold you. I used to travel down a sinful road. Struggling to stand beneath the heavy load I grew downhearted as the days went by Satan just whispered there's no need to try One day the Savior came into my way He said, my child don't quit, I'm here to stay He pardoned me and took away my strife And giving up is now a way of life Thrown in the towel on my old way of living Giving up on everything that I used to be Quitting all my doubting cause I know I am forgiven I know that God has made a change in me are struggling beneath your sin, if you are looking for a way to win, you can get victory through the Savior's grace, just start your quitting on your sinful ways. Thrown in the towel on my old way of living, giving up on everything that I used to be, quitting all my doubting cause I know I am forgiven. I know that God has made a change in me, in me. Thrown in the towel on my old way of living, giving up on everything that I used to be. Quitting all my doubting, cause I know I am forgiven. I know that God has made a change in me. I know that God has made a change. And do you know it? Do you know that God has made a change in you? Faithman Quartet, I'm giving up. Struggling to stand beneath a heavy load as one of the phrases in the song. And so many times, that's where the struggle is. And I've got a thought for you here. It's a devotional. I found it on encouragement from women who've been there. Um, It's uh, on Facebook. It's a group I follow. But Time to Lose Weight, and this is written by Alma Lee Shoemate, Time to Lose Weight. And Alma, um, it gives us a verse in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, where it says, Lay aside, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And each year, we know it to be true. As a new year rolls in, the fat rolls seem to be on everyone's mind. You know, all the way through January and sometimes into February, it's time to lose those extra 10 pounds, right? Time to get back on track. Time to lose the baby weight. Time to hit the reset button. And we've all been there. 
what we look like, how our clothes fit, how we feel is a huge deal. It's, it's not a bad thing to want to be healthy and feel better in our own skin. But if you're striving to lose weight in the new year, she says she's behind you and she's cheering for you to meet your goals. You can do it. But this devotional isn't about losing fat rolls. It's about setting aside the weight that holds us back spiritually. Now think about this. The same tactics that you use to lose physical weight can also be used in your spiritual life. What weights are holding you back spiritually? Are you stagnant? in your daily relationship with the Lord? Are you unmotivated to serve in your local church? Are you finding excuses for not attending church regularly? Are you letting a sinful habit control your thoughts and actions? Are you refusing to do what God has called you to do? You see, physical weight loss usually combines a healthy intake of foods with an active exercise plan. And it requires lots of personal discipline coupled with motivation. And if you want to lose spiritual weight in the new year, then consider what your intake consists of, how you serve others, your self-discipline for personal devotion time, and what's motivating you to make spiritual improvements. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to compare this physical weight loss with uh, with this spiritual weight loss and get some helpful, helpful things for us. But I want to say this. You have to, if you want to have a healthy weight, it's going to start with eating healthy food. I'm talking about your vegetables, your the right fruits, um, but lots and lots of vegetables, lots of healthy protein, and um, and to maintain a spiritual, to let go of those, be able to lay aside those weights that keep us back spiritually. We need to feast. We need to come and dine on the Word of God. That healthy healthy spiritual food we'll be back you're listening to faith music radio table spread where the saints of god are fed he invites his chosen people come and dine with his manna he doth feed and supplies our every need oh tis sweet to sup with jesus all the time come and dine the master calls come and dine May feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitude turned the water into wine. To the hungry calleth now, come and dine. The disciples came to land, thus obeying Christ's command. For the Master called to them, O oh, come and dine. There they found their heart's desire, bread and fish upon the fire. Thus he satisfies the hungry every time. Come and die, the master calleth, come and die. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He fed the multitude, turned the water into wine. To the hungry calleth now, come 
take his bride to be ever at his side. All the host of heaven will assemble be. Sight. All the saints in spotless white And with Jesus they will feast eternally Come and dine, the Master called Come and dine You may feast at Jesus' table all the time He who fed the multitude Turned the water into wine To the hungry call it now Come and dine He who fed the multitude You may feast at Jesus' table anytime, and there's not one calorie in it. <laughs> and so come and dine. We're talking about time to lose weight. What weight are we talking about losing? Let us lay aside every weight in the sin that thus so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We're losing the weight that is keeping us from making spiritual improvement keeping us back spiritually so if physical weight loss is reliant on healthy foods going in and it is then equally so is your spiritual life reliant on what is being fed to your heart and mind think about this colossians 3 2 reminds us set your affection on things above not on things on the earth we are more impacted by earthly things than we care to admit the most obvious is social media, is it not? How many hours a day are spent inputting negativity, comparing ourselves with others, listening even to things like foul language and music, missing out on face-to-face communication because the little phone screen is in the way. Colossians 3.1 challenges us to seek those things that are above purpose to make a change today cut back on screen time or better yet remove it completely and replace the time you gain with reading God's word learning or listening to God uh, to God honoring podcast boy I was listening to one this morning with Francie Taylor and Kathy Ashley it was amazing and it was a great interview and I've read three of Kathy's books Um, I I got them from Keep the Heart Francie Taylor but she's written three books one I'm on prayer is call upon him it's amazing and if you struggle with prayer it's a very helpful book another one on Romans 12 and I think the the, the other one on second Peter 1 um, adding to our faith those those virtues there and, to, and and she's written three books, amazing books. And today I got to listen to Francie Taylor interview her on the podcast. And I got to got to get to know this lady more, hear her talk. And I have already read three of her books, but getting to know her and getting to hear that interview was an incredible blessing to me. And that was to keep the heart podcast. And this is something that I encourage you to do. Listen to God honoring podcasts, listening to godly uplifting music. Ha! Faith Music Radio. That's something we can do. Spending time with loved ones. How about that? 
feed yourself with God's word. This is so important. So, if physical weight is reliant, weight loss is is reliant on active exercise plan, then equally so is your spiritual life reliant on actively serving the Lord. So it's it's both of these things that help us with our spiritual life. We're not meant to absorb Bible teaching and have this secret relationship with Jesus and hide our light under a bushel. Oh no, God made us to go reach others with the gospel and to serve him by serving others. There is not a generalized service plan or list to follow. God has spiritually gifted each of us differently. And when we find our area of giftedness, then we pursue active service in that area and exercise our faith. I love that. We'll come back with more on this. We'll come back and finish it up. But I have this song by his own I want to play for you. It's called We Will Serve the Lord. You're listening to Faith. Savior for the peace his love affords. We have 
So we've talked about our intake in this weight loss program. <laughs> We're also talked about exercising, serving the Lord. But how about this? If physical weight loss is reliant on personal discipline and motivation, then equally so is your spiritual life reliant on personal discipline and motivation. And this is true. Through God's grace and mercy, God created us with a choice. There it is. We must daily choose to serve and honor him. Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. If you struggled with a daily relationship with Jesus, you know the motivation doesn't always come from within. Your motivation could come from a place of desiring to serve him better, to serve your family better through a life lived filtered with God's love, or from a moral place of right as opposed to wrong. Find your motivation, set your goal, and make a plan how to execute your goal. And we encourage you to lose weight. (laughs) Lay aside every weight that is, and the sin that does it easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us and we're rooting for you here at faith music radio and then this is an excellent devotional written by amelie on time to lose weight well we're going to have the voices of calvary take us into the noon hour of 11 to 1 called were it not for grace because it's because of God's grace and mercy that any of us are in the race. So we'll have this song and then Loretta Walker coming up on talking about a healthy self-image today. This is part three of four and silhouettes with Sherry House. She's featuring the life of Nell Sunday, the wife of Billy Sunday. And being a um, help meet is her Bible study for today. The song, Were It Not For Grace, just a classic song, beautiful song. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. Stay with us here on Faith. Time measured out my days. Life carried me. My soul
Welcome to CW Today, a daily five-minute program dedicated to helping women with their life relationships, hosted by veteran ladies conference speaker and the editor of Christian Womanhood Magazine, Mrs. Loretta Walker. The closer a woman's heart is to the heart of God, the better able she is to thrive in her relationships with others. In that spirit, here's the host of CW Today, Mrs. Loretta Walker. I'd like to continue talking to you about building a healthy self-image. Got a few more points to give you that it comes down from my mentor, Marlene Evans, to be honest. I don't know that I've told you that before, but she just had great thoughts on how to keep yourself feeling good about yourself. Because, listen, ladies, none of us can accomplish much if we're in the mully grubs and feeling down on ourselves. So, the sixth point is, join the Smile and Compliment Club. When you smile at someone and they smile back, you automatically feel better. And it definitely increases your face value. Uh, You get that, don't you? Even if they don't smile back, you will feel better because you know the most destitute person in the world is the one without a smile. You immediately become richer by giving that person yours. Ditto for the compliment. When you sincerely compliment a person or extend him a courtesy, he is going to receive a direct benefit and like himself better. It is impossible for you to make someone feel better and not feel better yourself. One of the best ways to make anyone feel better is to spread optimism and good cheer. You can do this almost instantly in your daily exchanges with associates and family. When someone says, hi, how you doing? Give them a big, cheerful, super good but I'll get better. If you don't feel that good, it's safe to say you want to feel that way and even safer to say that if you claim the feeling, you will soon have the feeling. 
Another way is to properly answer the phone. Do you realize that many people answer it with a gruff hello or yes? And, you know, then it's like you've interrupted my life, the way you, you answer the phone. So if you answer the phone by saying, hello, this is Loretta Walker and I'm having a great day. Boy, it makes them automatically feel, feel better. Uh, one thing you can notice is that no matter how you feel, you can answer the phone in the right way, and sometimes you might feel it, that your answer in the phone influences how you feel about yourself. If I'm an optimistic and cheerful, the chances are much stronger that I will give a lift to the person calling, and the truth of the matter is, I am my brother's keeper. The Bible says, a merry heart hath a continual feast, and this approach guarantees a merry heart. Uh, I'm convinced that everyone, including you, just naturally feels better when exposed to a cheerful, optimistic individual, almost regardless of the nature or length of the contact. Number seven, do something for someone else. Visit a shut-in or someone in the hospital. Bake a cake for an invalid. Participate in a reading or visitation program for the aged or senile. Go shopping for a shut-in. Babysit for a young mother who needs to get out of the house. You must accept no compensation, and the person or persons you assist should not be in a position to do anything for you in return. If you will do something for someone who is unable to return the favor, you will get a lot more than you can possibly give. Charles Dixon said it best. No one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of it to anyone else. Number eight, be careful of your associates. Associate with people of a high moral character who look on the bright side of life and the benefits will be enormous. Obviously, we can't require others to change their associates, but you can choose to associate with people like this. Do it and the results will be fantastic. Pick out those people who are optimistic and enthusiastic about life and I'll guarantee you some of it will rub off on you. Remember, you acquire much of the thinking, mannerisms, and characteristics of the people you are around. This is true whether the people around you are good or bad. Unfortunately, your associates will also affect you negatively. A youngster, and adults too, who associate with others who smoke is far more likely to take on the habit. The same is true for drug usage, drinking, immorality, profanity, lying, cheating, stealing, etc. Fortunately, you're in the position right now where you can choose your associates. Let's be conscious about these three uh, steps on how to health, have a help self-image. Join the Smile and Compliment Club. Do something for someone else and be careful about your associates. More to come. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Thanks, Miss Loretta. CW Today is a production of Faith Music Radio. For additional material about Loretta Walker, CW Today, and about Christian Womanhood magazine, visit Faith Music Radio online at www.faithmusicradio.com. And Loretta will finish up that series tomorrow during 11 to 1 at 12.05. A Healthy Self-Image Part 404 coming your way tomorrow. Also coming up tomorrow, I mentioned earlier about the Keep the Heart podcast where Francie Taylor interviews author Kathy Ashley. 
And she, that was the Keep the Heart podcast that was uploaded today, and I got to listen to it. But we replay those here on the radio for you on Fridays at 1230. So if you tune in tomorrow at 1230, you will get to hear that interview, or you can go to the Keep the Heart podcast and listen to it um, today if you want. But if not, it'll be on the air tomorrow during 11 to 1. Coming up still today, because it's a happy Thursday, Silhouettes with Missionary Sherry House, featuring the life of Nell Sunday, who happens to be the wife, or was the wife, of Billy Sunday. She was affectionately called Ma Sunday by many people. And the lesson today is about being a help meet. So be sure to stay with us. That's coming up at 1230 today during 11 to 1. Rachel Smith will start off the music for the noon hour of 11 to 1. We've been playing a lot of her music. This is from the album He's Always Been Faithful and the song is All Along. Time just drifts away And as I look back on the years Memories of happiness and bitter tears Through it all there was a common thread that cannot be ignored. You were there teaching me to be your servant, Lord. All along your hand has been guiding me, shaping my life to be a beautiful song. All Oh, 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 oh,
This is Melanie Smith of the Smith Family, and you're listening to Faith Broadcasting International. Do you find yourself turning on the news and feeling hopeless? Woke agendas, open borders, inflation due to out-of-control spending, and the list goes on. There is something you can do. Buy from companies that believe what you and I believe. We need to stick together now more than ever. And there has been one company willing to stand with you since 2012. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer the very best nationwide 4G and 5G coverage on all networks. In fact, they use the same towers as the major carriers. Patriot Mobile has service plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, your constitutional rights, the sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responder heroes. Switch to Patriot Mobile now and get free activation with the offer code FMR. That's right, we've teamed up with Patriot Mobile. So go to patriotmobile.com backslash FMR. patriotmobile.com backslash FMR and use the promo code FMR. Hi there, this is Cecily Hamilton and you're listening to Faith Music Radio. I'm going to tell you about the coming of the judgment. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. I'm going to tell you about the coming of the judgment. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. There's a better day a coming. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. There's a better day a coming. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. In that great a getting up morning. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. In that great a getting up morning. Fare thee well. Fare thee well when you see the lightning flashing. Fare thee well, fare thee well when you hear the thunder crashing. Fare thee well, fare thee well when you see the stars of falling. Fare thee well, fare thee well when you hear the chariots calling. Fare thee well, fare thee well in that great a getting up morning. Fare thee well, fare thee well in that great. A getting up morning, fare thee well, fare thee well. When you see the lightning flashing, when you hear the thunder crashing, when you see the stars are falling, when you hear the chariots calling, good news, good news, chariots are coming, good news, good news, chariots are coming, so glad, so glad, chariots are coming, and I don't want to be left out. There's a long white robe in heaven I know. Long white robe in heaven I know. Long white robe in heaven I know. I said good news. Good news, chariots are coming. Good news. Good news, chariots are coming. So glad. So glad, chariots are coming, and I don't want to be left out in that great a getting up morning. Fare thee well. Fare thee well in that great a getting up morning. Fare thee well. Fare thee well in that great a getting up morning. Fare thee well, 
fare thee well in that great getting up morning, fare thee well, fare thee well. Ed Russ and the Old Fashioned Quartet, in that great getting up morning, you're listening to 11 and 1, this is Faith Music Radio. Um, early bird registration is open at faithmusicradio.com for the Faithful Ladies Vacation, which is April 26th and 27th. And I've talked about Miss Vicki joining us, but we have um, 10 other break a- breakaway sessions. And um, Amy Sapp of um, Helpers of Joy, she'll be joining us. She'll be speaking on soul winning this year. Kathy Sandiford of the Teacher's Key, she'll be joining us and she'll be speaking this year on teaching. Um, another um, lady who taught last year, our senior saints, will be teaching on trials this year is Rachel Harkins of In Thine Heart. And I encourage you to go to InThineHeart.com and check out Rachel's, the mother-daughter blog there. But also, they sell some really neat things on their website that would that you will just love and also Rachel has written a book on trials and I think you can get information about how to purchase that book from the website as well in thineheart.com but here's a thought for you from Rachel and again she'll be coming to speak at the Faithful Ladies Vacation, she'll be speaking on trials, but she says the Christian who spends his time reading devotional books for his own enjoy- enjoyment finds that the sweetness turns bitter if he does not become a channel of blessing. Here's the quote by Vance Hobner. Havner, we are not salt sellers, but salt shakers to scatter our blessings everywhere we go. And we are supposed to be using what we're learning to be a blessing and an encouragement to others. There's so many hurting people in this world as Christians. May each of us strive to be channels of blessings to those around us. In 2 Corinthians 1.4 says, Who comforteth us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble? by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And this is how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to channel it. We're supposed to be a channel for it to flow through us to others. I have two songs for you. The first one is His Own Live For You Today. And this is, it's so important for us to live for Jesus today, to make our life count for Jesus today. And then the Epleys sing the song to count for Jesus. So we'll have these two songs, and then it'll be time for Silhouettes with Sherry House. She'll be featuring the life of Nell Sunday, the wife of Billy Sunday, and being a help meet is her Bible study for us today. And I think you're going to love Sherry's twist on what it means to be a helpmeet. So two songs for you. Two great songs. Live for You Today by His Own and then to Count for Jesus by the Epleys. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. I wish that I could roll the curtain back again clock and turn back time There's so much more that I 
To leave their 
Sherry House, a missionary living in Thailand who loves to study the lives of great women of whom it can be said she hath done what she could. Welcome to Silhouettes, my weekly story about a lady whose life challenges, encourages, and teaches me. I hope as you listen today, your heart will be encouraged and challenged too to do what you can for the Lord. So grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy. Let me tell you her story. Helen Thompson, or Nell as she was known by friends and family, was born on June 25, 1868, in Illinois. Nell's father was one of the city's foremost ice cream manufacturers and distributors. Their family faithfully attended church, and Nell trusted Christ as her Savior when she was 14 years old. While still a teenager, Nell began teaching Sunday school, and by the age of 18 was the supervisor of the intermediate department. Nell had an aptitude for organization and a head for business, and although it wasn't considered a ladylike pursuit at the time, her father recognized these strengths in her and sent her to business school and had her working in the family business. In 1886, when Nell was 18 years old, she met a guy named Billy Sunday. He was an orphan boy turned famous baseball player for the Chicago White Stockings. Nell and Billy began dating, and the following year, Billy proposed. They were married on September 5, 1888, when Nell was 20 years old. Their first child, Helen, was born the following year. 
A few years into their marriage, Nell's husband gave up his lucrative baseball career and chose to become an evangelist. For the next 10 years or so, Nell and Billy were separated quite often because of his speaking schedule. Both Nell and Billy were exhausted and had been pushed to their emotional and physical limits. Billy was extremely dependent on his wife's love, encouragement, and support. He struggled being away from her for long periods of time. With two more sons added to their family, Nell was struggling to manage all their household responsibilities and help her husband when he was so far away. They felt it was time his ministry had an administrator, and Billy decided that his wife was ideally suited for the job. So in 1907, she began traveling full-time with her husband and managing his campaigns. It was through Nell's cunning business sense and vast capabilities to handle all the responsibilities for the campaigns that Billy's small organization was launched to national fame and, most importantly, ministerial success. Nell met with each city's committee of leading churchmen, picked the location the tabernacle would be set up for the revival, sorted out publicity, managed all the finances, and supervised all the staff, which eventually numbered 26. As her husband's preaching campaigns grew larger, Nell found herself called upon more and more to speak to the women at special women's meetings during the campaigns. She also handled all her husband's correspondence. Nell managed Billy's campaign so well that it freed him up to focus completely on his messages. The Billy Sunday Crusades were a phenomenon, and Nell's husband eventually became America's most famous evangelist. Nell and Billy had a great love for each other that never wavered all their years of serving together. Billy affectionately called her Ma, and never failed to recognize her at each service he preached at. Everyone that attended one of Billy Sunday's meetings knew he loved his beloved Ma and knew he relied heavily on her, not only as a marriage partner, but also as a ministry partner. Nell's life was not without struggles, as all three of her sons turned away from the Lord at some point. George was married two times, arrested for drunkenness and auto theft, and eventually committed suicide when he was 40. William was married four times and died in a car accident when he was only 36. Paul was married two times and died in a plane crash when he also was 36. The Sundays often had to deal with problems caused by their son's many ex-wives amongst all their heartache. Nell's daughter Helen had a happy marriage and gave Nell her only grandchild, but tragically she died when she was only 42 due to health issues. Nell's strong faith and conviction that the work she and her husband were doing was having a great effect for the Lord helped her bear these heavy burdens and continue on. Nell traveled with her husband on the campaign circuit until his death in 1935. At first she struggled to know her place in the Lord's work after her husband passed away, but the Lord showed her clearly that he still had plans to use her in his service. For the next 22 years, Nell continued on with speaking engagements, working with Youth for Christ in different Bible colleges, encouraging young evangelists and ministry workers, and raising money for various Christian organizations, especially rescue missions like the Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago where her husband had been saved. Nell was well known and loved by many. Her sense of humor and her ability to laugh at herself helped endear her to others. The seriousness with which she approached any teaching concerning the Bible and her wealth of knowledge commanded the attention of those who sat under her teaching. As Nell got older, she suffered from cataracts, heart attacks, and cancer. On February 20, 1957, at the age of 88, Nell went home to be with her Lord. At her funeral, two eulogies were given to honor her and the work she had done. Then Dr. Bob Jones, Jr. stood up and said, I can hear Ma Sunday now saying, that's enough of this foolishness, let's get down to business and talk about Jesus. Nell's focus was always on Christ. Well, you can find out more about Nell Sunday on my website, sherryhouse.com, but let me tell you another story from her life that resonated with one of my own. 
Nell was the backbone of her husband's campaigns. It has been rightly said that without her, his ministry would have never been so far-reaching or so successful. In the ten years before Nell took over the responsibility for her husband's preaching engagements, he had visited about 70 communities, mostly in Iowa and Illinois. By the end of his career, 28 years later, Nell's husband had preached to over 80 million people, not counting those who had heard him preach on the radio or read his sermons in the newspapers. Conservatively, it has been said over a million people came to know Christ because of his preaching and because of Nell's organization of the meetings. Billy was not threatened by Nell's capabilities and good horse sense, as he called it. He relied on her strengths and utilized them. Here is just one example. Nell had the great ability to look at something holistically. In preparation for accepting an invitation for her husband to speak in a particular city, she would be taken to a location picked out by a committee and would walk through in her mind the entire campaign from parking, traffic flow in and out of the area, restrooms, seating capacity, other happenings in the area, and things like that. For their famous 1917 campaign in New York City, Nell had to travel to New York to meet with the committee church leaders to be shown venues that they had picked out. These were turned down for various reasons. One venue was near the ball fields, and Nell knew the Sunday games would be going on at the same time the Sunday revival meeting would be. She knew that every time there would be a home run, there'd also be a burst of applause, which would disrupt the service. Another venue was turned down because of the surrounding neighborhood and the fact that she knew the parking facilities would never hold the amount of people she felt would attend. The committee members were discouraged, as it had been difficult to find these two places. But finally, they found a place they felt she would approve of, and Nell made yet another trip to New York to see it. She agreed, and a date was set for the revival. That campaign lasted 10 weeks. It was attended by 1,443,000 people, and over 98,000 came forward to accept Christ. After a seven-week campaign in 1913 in Columbus City, the local newspaper published an article entitled The Power of Nell. Here are some excerpts from it. Whatever Billy Sunday has done for Columbus, he cannot have failed to have left deeply imprinting in the hearts of all that heard him preach a wonderful example of the love of a strong man for his wife. Who can have failed to notice his loving references to Nell? From the first day to the last of his seven weeks campaign, he acknowledged her power. And the beauty of it all was that she was not striving to establish something. No, she was just trying to show herself a real live helpmate. Nell's story struck a chord with me for several reasons. I too have been told I have the ability to look at something holistically and quickly see all the ins and outs and what will work and what won't work for a special event, a conference, or a new ministry idea. I'm not sure if it's the mathematician in me or what, but the Lord has given me at least some ability in the area of analyzing, evaluating, and thinking of things that others might not think of. My co-workers know after a planning session that I'm going to say something like this, now let's do a walkthrough from top to bottom. I absolutely love organizing events, and being in the ministry these many years has given me the opportunity to organize everything from weddings, various conferences, spring and fall programs, and special Sundays, to kids clubs, ladies ministry programs, and even a language school. I'm well known for my clipboard that seems to be attached to my arm, and my copious lists. 
When I was ministering in Wanganui, New Zealand, our church held yearly soul winning conferences, spring programs, missions conferences, and more. My ministry partner, Amber Bushy, and I absolutely loved to make these events spectacular and strove to really set the stage and drive home the theme. We tried to think of the best ways to make the event an encouragement to those who attended or participated with the underlying goal always to draw others to Christ and help Christians to grow spiritually. From brainstorming to expanding on a theme to executing our wild and crazy ideas, I loved all of it. Amber had her strengths and I had mine, and together we were a dynamic duo. Today I'd like to do a little Bible study that I've entitled Being a Helpmeet. I'd like to talk a little bit about what this word actually means. There's a reason why Jesus sent his disciples out in twos. There is strength in numbers, and as the Bible verse teaches us in Ecclesiastes 4, 9-10, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. I love studying different dynamic duos in the Bible, like Moses and Aaron, Elijah and Elisha, Deborah and Barak, David and Jonathan, and Paul and Silas. These all had a great partnership and were effective in their service for the Lord. The first partnership that God ever created was Adam and Eve. After God created Adam, he said it was not good that he was alone, and so he created Eve and brought her to him. The saying has been around for years that God made Eve not from Adam's head to rule over him and not from his feet to be ruled over by him, but from his side so that she could walk beside him. Many people have wrongly taught that the woman was created to be a servant to the man, almost as if the female creation was somehow of lesser value or importance than the male creation. If they don't go so far as to say that women are of lesser value or lesser importance in God's creation, they will usually at least say that God created men to do the work and women to serve and help. They will often quote Genesis 2.18 to back up their thinking. That verse says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. But if one actually takes the time to study this passage in context and in the original Hebrew, you will find that God uses the Hebrew word etzer in this verse. The word etzer doesn't mean servant at all. It actually means to rescue, to save, and to be strong. The word etzer is found in the Old Testament 21 times. God uses it twice to describe his creation of women, three times to reference powerful nations that Israel called on for help when they were being besieged, and 17 times to refer to himself. I'm sure we would never think that God would ever be referencing himself in a subservient position to his creation, just as we would not consider any powerful nation that came to rescue the Israelites to be an inferior nation. The word etzer is never used for an inferior person. The word etzer doesn't suggest helper as in a servant, but helper as in a savior, rescuer, or protector. Isn't it interesting that God chose to use this term to describe his creation woman? Eve was created not to serve the man, but to serve with the man. They were to join forces. No one would deny that men and women are different. That is the beauty of the relationship and teamship that God ordained when he created marriage. One's strengths complement the other's weaknesses, and together, if they can work in harmony and cooperation, they can make a wonderful team to accomplish a goal for Christ. This truth is not just for the partnership of marriage, but holds true for any partnership. Through the years, I have been so blessed to have co-workers who have seen the value in me being a helpmeet to their ministry. Together, we have seen the Lord do miraculous things. 
I have been blessed to work with missionary pastors who were not intimidated by my strengths, but instead gave me freedom to use them to further the cause of Christ where we were serving together. If you are a woman, I encourage you to see your role in light of how God sees you, someone created to serve Him, someone He has endowed with special talents and gifts for a specific purpose, someone who comes alongside and uses these God-given strengths to further the cause of Christ. I encourage you to look for ways to utilize your strengths. Don't let them be wasted. Remember, you are an etzer, a strong, powerful rescuer. If you are a ministry leader, I encourage you to be honest with yourself about your weaknesses and find someone who can counterbalance them. Any good leader recognizes that a one-man band attitude keeps a ministry small and limits its effectiveness for Christ. Don't be afraid of someone else's strengths. Instead, utilize them. There are etzers everywhere. Give them the freedom to help you, and together you can accomplish great things for the Lord. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's silhouette about Nell Sunday and this matter of being a helpmeet for the Lord. She truly was a woman of whom it could be said, she hath done what she could. Let's you and I go do what we can do. Silhouettes with Sherry is written and told by missionary Sherry House. To learn more about Sherry, this story, or other stories about women who were used of God, read Sherry's blog at sherryhouse.com. That's S-H-A-R-I house.com. Silhouettes can be heard at this time every week on this station. Silhouettes is a Causeway Media and Faith Music Radio production. And that was a great lesson on being a helpmeet from um, Sherry House. And I love, love that. I have a song for you. This was put together by um, Christian Womanhood, and it's called He Can Be Depended On. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. Friend indeed, even when I'm not in need, he's my 
Radio, Faith Music Radio. Choose faith, I choose to trust. 
I choose Christ, you know God has created us with a choice. And it's a choice to believe that he has a plan for us. It's a choice to surrender to that plan and to his will for us. It's a choice to keep trusting no matter what. It's a choice to believe. As the song said, he is good and will come through like he said he would. It is a choice to keep trusting Jesus. And my friend, it's a sweet, sweet choice to trust him. It's Cecily Hamilton and friends, you're listening to Faith. I trusted in my Savior so many years ago. He said he'd walk beside me, he loves me, this I know. But there are times along the journey when I cannot see the way. The Spirit works his will in me and renews me day by day. I can trust him, though I can't see his plan. In the valley or the mountaintop, I'm covered by His hand. There are times that I can't see His face, but I am guided by His grace. And He is working all things for my good. When the path grows dim, and sometimes I can't see Him, I know. I can trust Him. Each day I'm climbing higher, trusting in His plan for me. Though I don't have much to give Him, I'll serve Him faithfully. Till the day He calls me home with Him, and I walk through heaven's door. He will keep on giving to trust Him more. I can trust Him, though I can't see His plan. In the valley or the mountaintop, I'm covered by His hand. There are times that I can't see His face, but I am guided by His grace. And He is working all things for my good. The path grows dim, and sometimes I can't see Him. I know that I can trust Him. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him. His love has never failed. I can trust Him. Sometimes I can't see him. I know. I know. 
that is to allow us to trust him more trust and obey we're going to finish off with that song by bruce and sammy fry and it has a message in it that when we trust and obey this is the way to let our light shine for jesus christ because our light will shine when we trust and when we obey My friend, let your light shine for Jesus Christ today. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Let your light shine for Jesus Christ today and let it shine bright. Trust and obey. Thank you for joining us on Faith. Now the world is seeking answers that it never seems to find. Looking for that something more Money just can't buy In my hand I hold the Bible In my heart I know the one Only He can satisfy He's the only one If we seek and pray And then trust and obey Then surely we will find That our faith will silver and gold in the darkness we will shine now the road is sometimes rocky and the way is often hard life can bring us laughter and sometimes broken hearts in every situation and each and every day look to Jesus each step along our way if we seek and pray and then trust and obey then surely we will find that our faith will grow more than silver and gold in the darkness we will shine in the darkness my sin, then I must remind myself again, if we seek and pray, and then trust and obey, then surely we will find, that our faith will grow, more than silver and gold, in the darkness we will shine. trust and obey then surely we will find that our faith will grow more than silver and gold in the darkness we will shine in the darkness we will shine